You're listening to episode 106 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. Today's topic is that's me sleep deprived and needing Jesus. I know that we don't do faith with our heads entirely, but when your physical brain is tired, it's it's really hard to get to that point of quiet to just hear the voice of God and arrow prayers great and I know that you know we're under God's grace and that he's not giving me or demoting me or taking away points because I don't do my prayers right but it's a bit like food you can exist on snacks for so long and they can be nutritious snacks but at some point you want to sit down and have a solid meal and it's the same when I read my bible that just oh the my, my focus is gone. I think that sometimes we sequester God to what we know, um, you know, a thought to be known or a theological box to be in or some kind of discipline. And honestly, if she's tired after four years of not sleeping, um, I've noticed that when I build things into my life where I enjoy the goodness of God, whether it's, uh, um, you know, that's why I, I kind of, because the world is so dark, I like candles and drink tea and coffee and put on music because I do everything I can to feel the presence of God. He created all these beautiful good things for us to enjoy. You're listening to another That's Me episode, which means one of my listeners has emailed me about a specific struggle or issue, and then I've reached out to a mentor to answer some of the questions that this listener has. So today's topic is sleep deprivation and specifically how that impacts our relationship with God. How do you have a quiet time, especially in the morning when you're exhausted and you just want to fall asleep and your brain is mush and you can't even have a cohesive cohesive thought, let alone a deep relationship with the great creator God. So my guest, Jenny, from Cambridge, England, the mom of two young kids, is the listener who emailed me, and she is going to have her questions answered by none other than Sally Clarkson, author, uh, speaker. She has for 20 years put on a mom heart conference. This is her last year to do that, so if you're in Dallas, that's happening later this month, February. You should definitely go if you've never been. But I just love this conversation. One, there's some practical tips that Jenny and I talk through on how to maybe do quiet time a little differently, to especially when you're exhausted. And then I love Sally's perspective, the breath of fresh air she gives Jenny, and then a new way to look at a connection with God outside of the traditional spiritual disciplines, kind of looking more not at the physical rest, but the soul rest. And for this episode, I am partnering with Connected Families. You guys remember Jim and Lynn Jackson. They were on for episode 80, 81, 98, and have helped us so much in connecting with our kids in the midst of discipline. Well, I have some exciting news. Starting today, February 1st, they're opening their online course, the registration for that. And they're going to hold the registration open for the next two weeks. Now, this course, basically, once you've registered, you can log on whenever you want. You can uh, watch the videos whenever works for your schedule, which I love. And you have access to it forever. But this course is going to go from February 1st to April 23rd. Uh, so they encourage you to kind of do it in the time that's allotted. Now, they were so sweet and gave me early access to this course. And so last week, Bruce and I sat down on the couch. I said, Bruce, I have a plan. He's not used to me having plans. I said, I um, I got this discipline course that I thought we could do together. And so we sat down. Instead of watching 
uh, show, a sitcom or something. We sat and we watched, and it was the first um, session of this six-session course that Jim and Lynn have put together. And I really loved it because it was them talking, and then it was this little skit that totally... (laughs) totally nailed some of our parenting situations, uh, negative parenting situations. And then they talk through what what our, the goals were and what the child actually messages the child heard. It was great. And, uh, and then replayed the skit, implementing some of the things they taught. And they were just kind of setting the stage for how we have certain goals, but we kind of miss our kids' hearts. And then the next Four sessions go through their four messages, which they've shared on this podcast before. You're safe, you're loved, uh, you're God's workmanship, and you're responsible. And and then they they the very last session is the practical application and the conclusion. So if you're interested, if that sounds like something you are needing, you want your parenting to change, but you don't know where to start, go to godcentermom.com backslash connectedfamilies. And when you type that in or put in that link, that link should be actually even if you're listening on your phone, you should be able to see that link at the bottom of this blog post, uh, podcast post. Go to that place and you can sign up. It's $95 for an individual couple, um, which is basically the same as one hour of coaching with them. And here you're getting hours and hours. Um, if that's too much, they also have a $48 hardship rate. And if that's too much, you're on it uh, in a situation financially they would love for you to email them and there's details about that on their site uh and i think i saw that when you sign up you're going to get a copy of their new book discipline that connects if you live in north america so exciting stuff if you're interested in this course discipline that connects go to godcentermom.com backslash connected families and you can find the link there to sign up and I, and I hope to be updating y'all on how we're doing on our course study. Very exciting. But let's get to today's That's Me episode with Jenny and Sally. Here we go. Hey, Jenny, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Wow, Heather. Well, it's great to be with you today. Thanks for having me. All the way across the big pond. I'm going to copy your accent. That's so mean of me. I just, (laughs) I'm such a fan of accents. Everyone who's listened to the show knows this. So I'm so thankful that you reached out to me and you were willing to be on the That's Me show. So before we get into your specific topic, I would love for you to introduce us to your family and where you are, where you are. Okay. Well, um, I'm in Cambridge in England, not Massachusetts, (laughs) and You've just put your little boy down for a nap. I've just put my kids down for the night at 7.30 over here. Mm. And um, I'm married to Guy. We've been married 10 years. And first and foremost, he is the best dad and the most best husband in the world. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for all the other girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Um, he's a PhD theologian. He did his PhD here. Um, he works half the week as a theologian. There are jobs for theologians out there. Um, he writes for um, a Christian social policy think tank called wow. the Jubilee Center. What's it and called? The, rest the, of the, week, the Jubilee? The Jubilee Center. Okay. Yeah, they've been around for about 25 years. Yeah. And then the rest of the week, he works on freelance writing topics, mostly on cryptocurrency. I cannot explain that to you. I don't understand <laughs> a word he says about it. So he's a clever guy. Um and he's had some flexibility in, around the hours he's done. So he's been able to be a real hands-on dad. Um, we have two kids. Sophie is six 
Um, she's a really sweet, sensitive little girl. She's definitely in the pink fluffy unicorn stage. Awesome. <laughs> and then my son Joe is four. And he's really easy to imagine because basically, you know, Calvin and Hobbes, the, yeah. the, the cartoon? Yeah. He, he is Calvin. <laughs> like the, the spiky blonde hair, the, mischief, the mischievous uh, attitude, the, uh, the engineer's brain that has to take everything apart. Mm. That is my son. Okay, so they all sound awesome and lovely and amazing. So why did you even need me? I think the show's over. We can be done. We can be done. Okay. What? <laughs> Great. What, I'll uh, have a cup of tea. <laughs> So what no. are you finding, Jenny, to be a hard thing about being a mom uh, right now? Uh, I'll give you a bit of history. I mean, I know I'm not the only one of your listeners who has struggled with sleep deprivation. Um, probably half the people listening are trying to keep the eyelids up. Yeah. Um, we've had it a very severe level of sleep deprivation for, for a long time. It's not as bad as it was, but it's been very long running. My son was um, dairy intolerant in his first year. Uh-huh. And we didn't we didn't find that out till he was eleven months old. So between giving him solids at five months and eleven months, he was waking up seven or eight times every single night, screaming in pain. Um, and I'd have to nurse him back to sleep. He went through gallons of junior paracetamol. Nobody was diagnosing it correctly. It wasn't obvious uh, mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, and uh, yeah, so a couple of months of that and. Yeah, for a couple of months I coped and then I was just plunged into really severe postpartum depression. It was really tough. And then he got better from that. We discovered what was going on. 48 hours later, we had a different baby. Everything looked great for a couple of months. He started to sleep better. And then his second year hit and he had a a bunch of bugs, you know, little viruses in a row and started to limp it was really strange Mm. he'd been walking okay and he starts to limp and we went to see our family doctor and she was really on the ball we're so so blessed that she spotted what was going on she said you need to go see the pediatrician like directly from my office I think I know what's going on and basically they did some x-rays and found he had um two abscesses in the top of his left femur oh my goodness yeah, well, you know how it is. You look at an X-ray and an untrained, unmedical eye. In fact, you you must have seen X-rays in your job, but I don't know. To, not not uh, not enough to know that. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, normally the untrained eye looks at an X-ray and you can't make head or tail of it. Yeah, and they go, "There's yeah. a fracture here," and you're like, "Really?" Yeah, yeah. I just looked at the screen. Was like, "My goodness, there's like holes in my son's leg." Mm, uh, mm. So. In fact, I mean, the care we had was amazing. He was on, he had a PICC line put in. He had intravenous um, antibiotics every day for six weeks. Um, and we kind of assumed that his his digestion would be off during that time. But what we didn't know was that we'd have another six months while his gut recovered. So we had another eight months of terrible, terrible sleep, five or six wake-ups a night. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and by this time, we were on our knees, Um not entirely in a praying way, just, uh, you know, so. Just saying, I surrender. I surrender. Enough yeah. is enough. Yeah, yeah. And God has brought a lot of good stuff out of that period of just total, we are broken, we we have nothing left here. Um, but we ended up with a little boy with very poor sleep habits. And then, you know, just started to recover from that. And then he just started to get these awful nightmares three or four times a night. 
was scared to go to bed. Mm. We'd pray for him. It didn't seem to work. And he was like, I don't like God because when you pray, the nightmares still come. And, mm. Oh, just so tough. So we are tired people. And, you know, life doesn't stop around you. And I, I, I want to pray. I've had an adult faith since my early 20s and was brought up in a Christian home. And I know that what we face is easier with prayer and that's the direction to go. But I close my eyelids and my head just swims, you know, mm. I'm either super distracted or just my ability to concentrate is completely shot. Yeah. Um, so I know that we don't do faith with our heads entirely, but when your physical brain is tired, it's, it's really hard to get to that point of quiet to just hear the voice of God and arrow prayers. Great. And I know that, you know, we're under God's grace and that he's not giving me or demoting me or taking away points because I don't do my prayers right. But mm-hmm. it's a bit like food. You can exist on snacks for so long and they can be nutritious snacks. But at some point you want to sit down and have a solid meal. And it's the mm. same when I read my Bible that just, oh, the my my focus is gone. Uh, mm. I mean, somewhere in there I had a brain once. I got a couple <laughs> got a couple of degrees under my belt a long time ago but Mm. I'm just finding that that mismatch really tough and there are days when it's okay and then other days when you're like I really need to talk to God and you're just like um it's not even feel like I feel it's hitting the clouds I'm I'm not sure if it's even getting out of my head you know yeah yeah so yeah oh I I can only imagine (laughs) How many women are listening and raising their hands saying, that's me? Yeah. How many women, um, whether it's sleep deprivation because of a newborn or like you, a child um, with just some hard medical issues and sleep, you know, just becomes a habit to be waking or nightmares. Or um, I know friends with children with autism or sensory issues and and, um, or just life (laughs) (laughs) or a spouse, Uh a spouse that's, you know, has medical issues or just you know the busyness of life and your brain feels foggy because you can't keep up mm-hmm. with it all and so then how do you even focus yeah to connect with god and oh such a great topic you brought up such well, a great and, and and knowing that it is important but that it, it is not a requirement mm-hmm. but it is for our benefit exactly yeah. So what specific questions, if you could ask a mentor who's gone through what you've gone through, what would you ask her? Just, I think just sometimes any tips. Um, and also, you know, looking back on that time, did did it kind of dent their faith? Did it, mm. do they feel it kind of held them back or did they just look back and I I can look back in previous times in my life when things seemed really tricky and where it felt like God wasn't very present I look back and think looking back I can see his hand on that Mm. um but this feels quite different to when my daughter was a newborn I mean that was that was tricky and it's a shock to the system but it's just just coping for so long and yeah I brought it up as a topic because I know that there are so many reasons people can go through this and you have three newborns close together, for instance, you'd end up with the same period of time. It's just that length of time that is just So four years, four years of sleep deprivation, four yeah. years of feeling um, more foggy brained than clear minded. Yeah. yeah. Is the, so the, the, the real question here is um, 
with if with an extended period of time of not feeling completely sane, not sane is the wrong word, like completely focused and able to connect with God in the way you you have in the past. Yeah, has yeah. it made a dent long term on her faith? Yeah, and how did yeah. how did she survive it? How did she get through that? Yeah. So I mean, it's what such- specific tips? What yeah, specific exactly. tips do you do you get through? Yeah, that time. Yeah. And to get to the other side, because we know your son is every day growing. We know yeah. this, but the every day feels like forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, everyone says the days are long, the years are short, but the days are long part is the part that you're in. And yeah. so yeah. how do you make it? Hey, Sally, welcome to a That's Me episode and for coming in and giving some insight to my friend Jenny. Oh, you know, I love being with you, Heather. I love everything you do, and I'm so happy to be with you today. Well, and what a great match that Jenny is in Cambridge, where you (laughs) have had many children go visit England and study. So I just thought it was fun. And she was even talking about going and having tea when we were in our conversation. So I think think you all would be kindred spirits. I do. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I might even have a child at Cambridge next year. So (laughs) Oh, hey. So I'll have to hook you guys up. She could help you out. She's got connections. Her husband works at the Jubilee Center. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had some questions. She, I know that you have shared stories of children. I think you said asthmatic children you had and just mm-hmm. a lot of health issues and being up late. And I know just being a mom of lots of young kids, you probably had seasons of sleep deprivation. And she's just struggling with how it's impacted her faith. For four sure. years now, she's been in a sleep deprived state and she doesn't feel like her connection with God is where it was. And Mm -hmm. she first wanted to know if you've ever had that, did it put a dent in your faith? Or now looking back, how Mm -hmm. do you see that time? Okay. Well, I think that part of the problem is, um, and I totally understand her because my children were ear infected, asthmatic, and uh, Nathan didn't sleep through the night for four years. So I, I totally understand that. And I think a part of the problem, at least for me, was that, I was never trained or given the vision for that um, motherhood and having babies is almost like a battleground. I mean, it is a battleground. Mm-hmm. We're we're winning, you know. We're we're trying to cultivate this area of our lives when our children don't sleep and are sick. And I even think that sometimes, as I look back on it after four children and raising all of them, I realize that a lot of what I was struggling with was perfectly normal. I mean, in other words, mothers throughout centuries have dealt with a lot of the stresses and sleep deprivation. And sometimes we are um, so hard on ourselves and and we feel guilty if we aren't perfect. And mm-hmm. so I think um, the first part of what I would say to her is just take a deep breath and know that um, that being exhausted and having difficult children or health children is in some families, at least mine, so common. And God knows your story, and you are enough, right as you are, uh, that just to take the guilt off of you. There is this part in your heart that when you kind of take a breath and go, oh, this is the place, I talked about it last year a lot and on your life, but this is the place where God lives with me, mm-hmm. right here, right now, mm-hmm. in my exhaustion. And He still loves me, and He mm-hmm. still cares for me. Um, but the second thing I would say, and maybe some of this comes from me having a child who is in 
Oxford studying theology right now, and Joy has been there, and Joel might go back. And um, I think that England is is a very difficult place because mm-hmm. there uh, there isn't quite as much. Um, of all of the evangelical emphasis, there might, especially in these big universities, you have all the way from very committed godly people to very secular people. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a lot of letters from my friends in um, in the UK um, that have said that they feel very alone in motherhood and in what they're doing. And I think that because God created us to have community, to have aunts and uncles and cousins and grandmas and people next door who could take your baby or people who would, um, you know, just in the natural course of your life, be able to give you a break and also be able to pray with you or bring you a meal. Oftentimes, we find ourselves in this very mediagenic isolationist culture where we are living alone without support systems without uh, older mentors or grandmothers or you know aunts and uncles whatever uh and, and without knowing people in our church community who have our values and so we have become accustomed to living in a very foreign state of mind separated from what God intended us to have mm. and i've seen in my own life that when i don't have a real friend to hold my hand to understand me with all of my issues and problems and still love me who I can share with and fall apart with and pray with and have tea with and giggle with and eat chocolate with. And when I don't have a community of like-minded kindred spirits who understand me, uh, then actually because God is present through people, through the people in his, mm-hmm. in his um, world, he, we were supposed to be a, a conduit of his Holy Spirit to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, because we are missing that, then we oftentimes do feel like we're distant from God because we aren't feeling his love through people that are supporting us. We aren't feeling his encouragement through older women who give us courage. We aren't feeling instruction. And so we feel isolated and alone. And I have felt that way many, many times. But um, I would say in this short time that we have, that that's why I've been so committed over the years to trying to help women start small groups, even if it's one other person, uh, even if you leave your house a mess that day, but to go out to tea or coffee or have someone in and go through a book. Because when you go through books together with people or something that can give you vision, give you a common discussion, give you encouragement, then you help shape your own community because the person that you study with actually ends up having your values because you're shaping your souls together. Uh, so I would say that having building your own little community by initiating to someone and, and reading a book together, just having a regular time together, the more you feel the love of other people and the encouragement, and the more you get a break, then the more you'll feel the love of God. I think that God is oftentimes in our lives directly connected to our soul rest, to our uh, emotional rest, to our even fun rest, that that we can celebrate life and not always carry burdens. Um, Another question I have is, do you have a friend group like in your church community or where you live that you can gather and pray with every so often? Yeah, I do. I've actually been in a prayer triplet that I was invited into since my since my daughter was a baby, actually. Um, we're actually down to 
to two, but I have a prayer partner and we meet up once a month. And that is fantastic because I do find that praying with another person is always easier for me. I don't know how you find it, but yeah. I, I, I find it much easier to pray for other people. Mm. I know that my days go way, way, way better um, when I have the time of prayer. And even that time of prayer has changed uh, this past year. I've been meeting with a group and um, through that, and then I love how you call it a prayer triplet. Never even heard that term. You didn't say that? No. Oh, that's quite common, yeah. 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 A, tr- a prayer yeah. triplet. Okay, so I met with a prayer triplet and just had this amazing time with God and just really heard from him and who he says I am and um, got rid of a lot of, of things that just need to be healed. And since yeah. that time, in my own one-on-one time with God, it's I can feel his presence. I can He's like right there with me. And so mm-hmm. it is It is a different experience, um, and I'm definitely awake for it. Now, I'm not having the sleep strains that you're having um but i find that's why i asked about being with other people because i feel like that time with them that prayer triplet and the group time um it's almost like a a reminder of what can be and the connection that is available to me uh, almost like god's sitting there he's he's always right there right he's always right there right by our side right it's not like he's far 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 away but it's almost like a thick blanket can be covering me if I'm in those seasons and I we can say oh I don't hear from God or I don't feel God and it's not so much that he's not there it's that there is a um a heaviness weighing on us or something over us that is keeping us and and it's not, and I think for you yeah literal rest would be awesome like finding even if you could I know that money is never really growing on trees but like finding um an awesome uh, college or seminary student or someone who's willing to mm. get up in the middle of the night. I mean, those young kids, they've got a lot of energy. They could handle getting up five <laughs> times in the middle of the night. Um, to give you a break like four times a year uh, for like a Friday night to a Saturday lunch is huge for yeah. our marriage. We found like we weren't doing that at all. We we weren't going away because we thought it meant this long trip. But just mm. having like a, an overnight was enough to like reconnect and to recharge our spirits for just dealing with all the boys and all the challenges. So, um, so praying with a group, getting some rest physical and, um, and Bible study, the focus Bible study. And then um, what I was going to say too, is not discounting the little breath prayers throughout the day that there are plenty of those. (laughs) Yes. Like that, that we don't have to have a lot of, um, focused and deep thought to just call out on God and admit that it's surrender to him. So to call him by name and to ask what we need, Lord, give me peace. Father, um, be near whatever your name for him. And then what you need from him, that's a sentence. And that's all he really, he needs from you is for you to turn instead of turning in, turning out and to turn to him. I know this because you shared it in the email, but what part of your day are you dedicating to like focus um, time on with God? Well, I'm, I'm in a Hello Mornings group. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, Hello Mornings is an online community that provides um, accountability to help you get yep. up before right. your kids or your life starts. So. Yeah, they, the they've starts. been fantastic. I have 
um, I'm in a group. We're all across Western Europe. Wow. Um, yeah, we're in England, um, Bosnia, uh, Italy, Germany, loads of parts uh, mm. of Europe. In fact, one of the girls is in labor with her first baby right now. Oh, my goodness. They've been an awesome group. I've been there for two years. I think, I think one of the tricky things is first thing in the morning is good because mornings always happen. Um, so you know that that time is fixed. But I'm not very awake when it happens. So it may not be my best Bible study time for sure. Yeah. And when the kids when the kids were at home, I mean, certainly till last Christmas, uh, Joe would nap every day. Both my kids napped for a long time. I was very blessed with that. Um, so I would have my um, Bible study time while he was napping, and I was a bit more awake by then because I was three coffees in. Um, <laughs> it makes a big difference. It does. It does. Um, it does. But that time, you know, every day is slightly different now. I'm back at work part time and. Mm-hmm it's just it's just kind of frustrating and I'm so tired that I'm not coming up with great creative solutions you know yeah yeah Um, so have you ever this is one idea that helped me when I was in the um sleepy brain fog stage of life and my mind would wander I would start to fall asleep Mm -hmm. have you ever journaled your prayers like wrote them down instead of tried to pray in your head you know the funny thing is I did when my son was really small I did when he was a newborn I don't know why I got out of that habit I thought I think we probably went through a patch where things were a bit better and Mm -hmm. you know my prayer life was seeming to be on the up and Mm -hmm. then I I'd completely forgotten I used to do that isn't that crazy yeah I know I do (laughs) I know because you know I've I grew up like you in a Christian home and I've seen a variety of different things used and yet I can get in rut or forget or um yeah tools that are at my disposal that I just uh, forget about and so um, yeah. that was one that I found was helpful to keep my mind on it because <laughs> I was I was you know the physical task the handwriting portion yeah, yeah. kept me awake um, writing it out helped me process what I was actually saying yeah, and yeah. Um, have a record of it of where I was and yeah and and it was amazing how it would turn to adoration kind of like David um, yeah Whereas sometimes when I'm just praying in my head, it would have turned into a me, 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 me party. So um, it it was more about how great he is that I wasn't even expecting to come out. Um, I also came across, just at the weekend, um, well after I knew I was uh, chatting with you, I came across something about, um, I think it's inductive Bible study. Uh-huh. Is that right? Uh-huh. Um, and putting symbols and stuff into yeah, the Bible. Like a and- K. Arthur kind of thing? Yeah, the, yeah, her name was on there, and um, I'd, I'd heard of it, but not didn't know anything about it. And mm-hmm. um, I had a blessed ten minutes to myself on Sunday, and I was like, "This would be really cool." So I was <laughs> going to print that out and um, and see if that helped. So yeah, 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 I've I did a K. Arthur study of Acts mm-hmm. that was really fantastic, and it is it is helpful to have a focus, yeah, to have someone from the outside when your brain feels foggy. To kind of to kind of guide yeah. you, um, yeah. I think I did that podcast episode with um, Lacey Dobriant on her color method, where she I has these pins. Yeah, and it kind of just helps you again focus on one thing. Um, I think those are great for studying the Bible. What was there anything you did spiritually to connect with God? And and I've heard you speak on this a little bit before, but that's outside of our traditionally minded disciplines. Because in her mind, she might be thinking since she's grown up in the church prayer and scripture reading 
But I sense because she's around her young children, there's so much life and God's presence in that. What would you recommend to her to connect with God outside of that quiet time in the morning? You know, I I know that this seems really funny, but um, I even have it in the book we're going to be talking about later. But um, I think that somebody asked my daughter, Sarah, once, uh, Sarah, why do all of you kids believe in God? And Sarah said, I think it's because of French toast and maple syrup with pecans. Mm, And um, I think that sometimes we sequester God to what we know, um, you know, a thought to be known or theological box to be in or some kind of discipline. And honestly, if she's tired after four years of not sleeping, um, I've noticed that when I build things into my life where I enjoy the goodness of God, Mm-hmm. Whether it's, uh, um, you know, that's why I, I kind of, because the world is so dark, I like candles and drink tea and coffee and put on music because I do everything I can to feel the presence of God. He created all these beautiful good things for us mm-hmm. to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And if you're always just doing your duty or doing work, uh, you become grumpy and you wonder why. And yeah. God is uh, gives the sunrise, the sunsets, and the stars. And I was reading a book yesterday. Uh, I'll quickly say this, but it was a book by Philip Yancey, but he was talking about hiking these 14ers, uh, which is mountains in in Colorado. And um, as he went up, he saw more and more wildflowers. And then he saw these marmots waddling by and the sun was sparkling and the, the breeze was blowing. And he said, you just are transformed by the beauty and the goodness of God. Mm. And so many times our spirits are starving or dehydrated because we have lived such a technological, dry, empty, lonely life Mm -hmm. that we haven't placed ourselves into a God who made puppies who are playful and uh, chili pepper to make uh, food interesting. And I feel like as she takes care of her whole self, her preferences, her personality, and fills herself up, uh, that's a way of praising God and just learning those short little prayers. God, have mercy on me. Mm-hmm. God, I love you today. Mm-hmm. Um, God, thank you that you care to communicate with me. Let me see your fingerprints in my life. And then doing it with celebration, with a friend, mm-hmm. with uh, whoever. I don't know if that makes sense, but I do yeah. think that we isolate God to just this, you know, he just wants my spiritual discipline. And right. I think that he's a father and he's an artist, and he's a musician, and he is a humorist, and he is a lover. And we have to really ask God to show us ways that we can cultivate that in our hearts. Yes. Also, for a lot of other mums, one of the things that can happen is that the exhaustion often does lead to some level of depression, even if it isn't, you know, yes. full-on medical, medically recognized postpartum. It's yes. The, the enemy uses that exhaustion to whisper lies yes. and it does make things tough. And also you don't make great parenting decisions when you're tired and then you've got all that regret. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm so glad for the, the wisdom that my mom in particular has spoken into my life and said, you know, God can forgive anything. There isn't a ranking of sins and yeah. we all fail and, you know, God can forgive that. But it takes that kind of reaching back and remembering that, yeah, I screwed up again today, and um, it's one of the reasons I like your podcast because you're <laughs> you're so honest. Um, um, and there's mums around the country, or, well, around the world, in my case, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I do that too." Yeah, so yeah, but we I think all do. 
that it feels like there's so much more to repent of. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you've got to plow through all that first. So, um, yeah. Um, and, you know, that that creeping exhaustion just going, there's no point. <laughs> the, the verse that used to really bug me rather than um, encourage you encourage me was he gives his beloved rest mm-hmm. and I'd be like um so god <laughs> not feeling too beloved right now <laughs> yeah know? yeah well and I think we have to distinguish I've found for myself um the rest and the soul rest yeah. because there have been times when I'm physically exhausted but at peace in my soul and there have been times when I'm totally physically rested. I have no children waking me up and my soul is a mess. Yeah. And that whole be still and know, like, it's just I'm not still in my soul. I'm trying to fight instead of letting God fight for me. And so I think that, you know, a beloved finding rest doesn't mean that everything goes away or that you're comfortable and everything's wonderful. It's um, you can have security knowing that your soul is secure in me. And that nothing can take that away from you and that any circumstances can never, can never rob you of that salvation. So I think, I think, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound great when it's like, hey, am I not beloved? I'm not feeling very (laughs) rested right now at all. That is not fair. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jenny, such a great topic. I'm so glad you reached out to me. I'm so glad you shared your story. I love your kids and I've never even met them. They sound adorable. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> they, they were making gingerbread men today and it all went horribly wrong. We had gingerbread limbs flying everywhere. <laughs> but they had a great time. Well, thank you once again. I'm so glad to meet you here over the web or whatever we call yep. this, the air. Yep. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, or your night. Your well, night. The evening to come and then... Uh, I'll be heading for bed in a couple of hours, so uh, <laughs> but that sounds good to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It does sound good. Yeah, it's right. been a pleasure. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Bye bye. So good. And she, right after our interview, sent me a picture of her adorable two kids making gingerbread men. Oh, super cute. So I think that I'm um, just turning her eyes to that, and and I can tell that your her question about does it dent your faith, does it negatively impact your faith to go through these seasons? I think that. Um, you are proof <laughs> that it doesn't. <laughs> it, it could if you let it, but if you choose life and you choose life-giving things, mm-hmm. it can think, actually grow you, right? I, yeah, I think whatever you water is going to grow. Mm. And um, I, I do have a resilience about me. I'm, I'm a, I'm not a very perfect person, but I'm kind of a Jacob. I will not let go of you until you bless me, God. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. I um, I struggle with it all the time. I've struggled with it this year because um, we've had so many people, friends with losses and uh, all the ISIS. And, and we've had several shootings in Colorado Springs. And mm. I'm exhausted from feeding my all my children who've been home for forever. Uh, this, <laughs> it's only <laughs> been 18 days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that I am in the habit of knowing that, um, you know, hot baths, uh, time to, it's hard to walk here in the winter because it's so cold, but, you know, things that fill up my soul so that I can rest. And even having my son Nathan go today, we love each other, you know, so much. But I realized there is a, a little bit of space in my life that made me breathe. Mm. And um, so learning to manage our personal lives and knowing that that's perfectly okay with the Lord. 
mm. um, is what will help us grow closer to him. So good. I can't wait for Jenny to hear your advice, I think. Oh, great. And for everyone listening who is raising their hand saying, that's me. I'm that person too. So thank you, <laughs> Sally, for being on. I can't wait to talk about with you some more. Okay, great. Part. Thanks, Heather. All right. All right. Thanks, Sally. Well, I pray that that was encouraging to you, that you got some great new ideas, that you can find those things that you love that help you remember God is good and feel his presence in your everyday I also hope you all will check out the Connected Families online course, Discipline That Connects. Go over to GodCenterMom.com backslash Connected Families. I'd like to thank them for partnering with me today. All right. Y'all have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenterMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping Him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and He is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.